Hey, welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the Systems Made Simple podcast. This is episode 136, and today we're talking about how to get more engagement from your existing community. Because chances are we'd agree, there is nothing more frustrating for an online entrepreneur than creating a social media plan, creating content, posting content, and still not getting the engagement that you're expecting from your audience. And today we are going to change that because my guest is here to show you how to stop getting overlooked online and start growing your following with just a few simple tweaks that's going to help you grab the attention of your ideal customer and compel them to take action and do it in a very authentic way. That's all coming up next, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for one thing, helping overworked entrepreneurs like you learn how to run your business like a true visionary leader. Because when you get the right systems, support, and structure in place, you can spend more time in your zone of genius. So if you're tired of listening to today's business influencers teach the same old worn out marketing strategies that aren't making you any money, it's time to take a look under the hood of your business and fix the engine itself. Because the truth is, you don't have to work as hard as you are right now to scale beyond six figures and create the greater influence, income, and impact that you deserve. The secret to scaling starts on the back end of your business. This is the Systems Made Simple Podcast. Before we jump into our interview today, I want to thank our featured listener this week, Sarah, who says, Courtney is full of helpful tips for living a less stressed life. Her podcast is truly a must listen. Sarah, thank you so, so much for taking the time to leave a review. You know, in case you have been a longtime listener of podcasts, you might not know that your reviews actually have a huge impact on the shows that you listen to. When you take time out of your busy day to leave a review on a show that you love, it not only helps others who are listening to the show see that social proof, see that that's a show worth listening to, but it actually helps others who might be struggling with the same problems as you to find that show, to find the same solution for the problems that they're struggling with. So, We really appreciate it whenever you take the time to leave a review. And if you haven't done so yet on this show, and if we're providing value for you here each week, I would love it if you would take just 60 seconds today, scroll down to the bottom of your Apple app, tap those five stars, and write a sentence or two, and just let me know how the show is impacting your life and business. I'm really glad you're here today because you are in for a treat. I am here with my good friend, Deidre Shin, the co-founder and CEO of CapShow, the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter. I know, it's a mouthful. And if that sounds all fancy-schmancy, let me put it in layman's terms for people like you and me. So CapShow is this new tool that will write your podcast title, write your podcast description, your episode description, your show notes, your social media captions, and emails to promote your episodes. 
Two years ago, none of this existed. I launched our podcast in 2020, right before the pandemic, right before everything shut down, and we were literally behind the scenes doing all the things ourselves. And the fact that we're seeing more and more tools like this, AI tools, software tools, industry-related tools, tools now that you can edit an episode with the click of a button that didn't even exist two years ago. And we're seeing more and more tools like this on the market now, which can only mean one thing, is that the podcasting space is expecting to see exponential growth here in the near future. And when I met Deidre and got to know about this tool she created, I thought, wow, this is, this is really awesome for all of our students who aren't using our editing team, who are DIYing their podcast because of how much hassle and time and headache it will save them. All the swipe files and templates in the world are great, but at the end of the day, if you still have to sit down and do the work yourself, that's time. That's valuable time. So Deidre has created an incredible tool, and I was fortunate enough to sit in on the beta test for this software. And the more I got to know Deidre, the more I realized what a strategic tool this really is. Because you see, Deidre is the creator of a concept called Content Honey Traps. She's also the author of a new book called Honey Trap Marketing. She's a serial entrepreneur. She's the host of two successful podcasts. And in all of her experience across multiple markets and multiple industries, she has noticed one thing across the board. Business owners are struggling to get engagement from their audiences. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? If you're an overlooked entrepreneur, chances are, you're posting at least several times a week to social media. Maybe not every day, but several times a week. You're sending emails to your list. You're trying to stay consistent with your content, but no one is engaging with your content. You put out a post and it feels like crickets. You look at your email statistics. Open rates are always low. It seems like more people unsubscribe than you can get to hit the subscribe button. You know, for every one new subscriber, three people are unsubscribing. And on your content, on Instagram, social media, Facebook, all the social medias, you're really only getting a handful of likes and comments, if you're lucky. And you know that you have great content. You know you have a lot of knowledge. You have a lot of wisdom to share. But for some reason, people aren't just seeing you as the expert you really are, and you can't put your finger on it. And it's so frustrating. And I know this because I've been there. But trusted thought leaders know the secret that Deidre is about to reveal to you today inside of this episode, because she's going to explain why you're not getting the eyeballs on your content that you want, and she's going to share with you eight mental models that's going to help you cut through the marketing noise so you can be seen as an expert in your niche and actually grab the attention of your ideal customer to stop their scroll. So she's going to explain what her honey trap method is and how you can use it to sweeten your marketing content, to convert more of your followers into leads and customers, and to do it in a very authentic way. Because I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I am sick and tired of the tactics. We are bombarded with so many tactics. I am all about authentic marketing. I am all about showing up as you and who you are and shining as the expert that you are, not doing something just because someone else says that it's important to do or because that's what helped them be successful. And the method that Deidre is going to share today will help you do that. 
Plus, we're going to talk in depth about why attracting an aligned audience is the secret to growing an online business. Because it's not about having the biggest audience in the world, despite what the influencers will tell you. It's about having the most aligned audience. The influencer with the most aligned audience always wins. Deidre, welcome to the Systems Made Simple podcast. Girl, I am so excited and honored truly to have you here today because I know what a busy girl you are, especially right now. You're in the middle of a brand new company launch, which I'm honored also to be a part of the beta group, like testing out this new software that you've created for us as podcasters, which is amazing. And you're planning this huge summit where you have been interviewing different experts, talking about marketing, talking about podcasting, how to start a podcast, grow a podcast. So to have a little chunk of your time today and your expertise truly for what you're about to share in this conversation is such a privilege and it's just a delight to have you here. So thank you. Oh, no, thank you for having me on. Uh, I just want to start by saying, Courtney, you are amazing. First of all, I think you know this, uh, but you know, you're on this virtual summit as well. And I was so, so privileged to be learning from you. So I, I am honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, I have just been, of course, getting to know you over these past few weeks and months, but as I've learned more and more about you, and listen to your podcast and listen to some of the thoughts that you share when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to marketing, and how they're very disruptive in the sense that it's going against the grain of what a lot of people out there are teaching. And I love that because I feel like we can get so single focused, singularly focused on what we think we should be doing because this tiny little group of three or five influencers are saying to do this thing. And so we put our blinders on and we start doing that thing. And then, you know, maybe at some point we realize, gosh, this isn't really working for me. Why? I have no idea. This is what they're telling me to do. I feel like I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And that, that when we reach that point, it can cause a lot of frustration in our business and our marketing. Like I've totally been there and I've just seen it happen to so many people, you know, and even students that we've worked with that'll come to us and say like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things, but my marketing isn't working. Maybe my messaging isn't working. I don't know because I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not getting the results, the leads, the sales, the growth in following the engagement. So I would love for you to share with us your philosophies on marketing today, and particularly this idea of these honey traps that you talk about, first telling us what that is, and then going into a little bit of background as to how you came up with that and why it's important for us to know as business owners and also as podcasters. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, let's talk about what content honey traps are. And it is a system. <laughs> so it's a system designed to literally compel your ideal customer, client, audience, listener, whatever, however you want to use this, to actually follow you through your funnel whatever that funnel is. So I talk about a lot about it in the context of podcasting because that's kind of my bread and butter. Um, how do we actually compel people from our front-facing channels like social media to then follow us onto our podcast? How do we then compel people to listen to our podcast to then go to our show notes, opt in for the lead magnet, come into my email list, 
do the next thing. You know, at each step, we need to be really, really deliberate about how we actually get people to do the next thing. And so that's how Content Honey Traps came about. Um, so the, how this came, how this truly came about was I, when I first started podcasting for my coaching business for The Growth Boss, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I've been told to do this thing called podcasting. I'm just going to try it. And I just started, I got a microphone, I started recording and it was terrible. Like it was so, so bad. Um, And I got better over time, but, you know, I think with a lot of things, I got to the point where I'm like, I I really, A, want to get better at this, but B, I actually want an ROI on this. Like, I think for a lot of us, we need to start to be really, really mindful of the time that we put into things. Um, And for me, it was like, this is, it's not taking a zero amount of time. So I really want to get a return on this. Uh, And so what that return had to look like was being really deliberate about why I was podcasting, how I would get people into my podcast and what I would do with them throughout and after. And so I started thinking about that first question, like how do I get people to listen to my podcast? Uh, Because we can obviously have all the hacks and, you know, tactics of SEOing and all those things, but ultimately we need to be active in the way that we like we find our audience and actually get them to listen. And that's how the concept of content hunting traps came about. I was, um, so Russell Brunson is actually a, a mentor of mine and he is big on hooks, like creating curiosity, things like that. So he was talking about that in the context of webinars uh, when I was at an event that he was holding. And, um, at that time I was struggling with my, my podcast. How do I get people on there? And I was like, I love this concept of creating curiosity, of creating these hooks. How can I use it for my podcast? And so I started actually testing different ways to get people from my social media to listen to my podcast. And that's actually how the eight mental models of content hunting traps came about. Um, so if I talk about a couple of examples of what those mental models look like, um, four, so there's eight in total. Four of them are more uh, based on stories. So uh, if you share a story in your podcast, if it's more of a story-based podcast, then those are the mental models you want to be using. And then I have four that's more based on learnings, on values, on tips, on secrets, on steps, you know, like the actual framework that you might be teaching someone. So I'll give you an example of one of one, one in each. Uh, so uh, really, you know, never, it's, it can never be overused because it's just bread and butter, but a story, a really, really effective story-based mental model uh, is what I call the cliffhanger. I think everyone knows what a cliffhanger is. It's how soap operas are still running for decades and decades and decades. Uh, uh, but essentially it's like how do you uh, have this evoke some surprise or shock and people are just like, I need to know what happens next, right? That is just, that is a really, really effective uh, mental model to use if you want to compel people to go to the next thing. So we use that a lot. If there's a particularly juicy story that a guest has shared on my podcast, I'll use that to be like, this happened, but you won't believe what happened next. You've got to listen to the podcast to learn all about it. Um, so that's an example of a, a story-based one. Uh, one that I use a lot for the, um, on, you know, on the other side, when we're talking about strategy or a framework is the rebel. And what the rebel is, is that, I actually say what it's not about. So I'll be like, I don't know, let's say I'm talking about social media uh, today, but I'm not going to be talking about, um, you know, posting every day. I'm not going to be talking about uh, DMing people. I'm not going to, I don't know, th- three things I'm not going to be talking about. So by the t- end of that, you're like, 
oh, I wonder what he is. What is it? What is she going to be talking about? Um, and so that's another really, really powerful mental model to actually get people, to compel people to take the next step with you. So that's, so we started testing a whole bunch of these on social media and it was amazing to see how that, how effective that was in actually getting people to be like, oh my gosh, I have to listen to this episode. Like they'd be commenting and being like, I can't wait to listen to this. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like the basis of content hunting traps. Now, why content hunting traps is so important? Apart from, yes, you want to compel people, but I'm a big, big believer that there has to be a reason that you want to do that. For me, um, that's with a lot of, for all of us, actually, anyone listening to this, it's all, it comes down to the seven hour rule. Uh, the seven hour rule is something that I read about in Daniel Priestley's book, Oversubscribed. It really, he talks about the fact that to create that no liking trust and that bank of raving fans, they need to hang out with you, consume, you know, whatever, and like seven hours worth of content or, you know, being with you. That's why challenges are so effective. Because by the time, you know, they've gone through the five days or seven days, they've spent so much time with you that they feel like they know you, they like you, they trust you. And so it's an, and so the conversion event is like, it's a no brainer. Uh, So that's kind of what I wanted to create. I wanted people to be hooked onto listening week after week, my podcast. And so that's why the content honey traps is so powerful because that's the way that you hook them in and continue hooking them, by the way, because you know, it's all about re-enrollment. It's all about reselling your audience to keep following you. Yes. Oh, okay. This gets me so excited because so many people struggle to convert their social media following to listen to their podcast and then onto their email list. And there's a disconnect there where it's like, I have this podcast and I have social media and I do have an email list that I'm trying to grow but they're not all working together. They're not all working in sync. And that truly is the top of your marketing funnel. And this is how I see it. I see, you know, if you have a podcast, especially, and this is why I know Deidre, you know, but I am such a huge advocate for podcasting. And I know you feel the same way because of what a powerful way it is to build trust within your community for exactly the reason you just said that seven hour rule, you know, someone could read a book and spend about that amount of time reading your book. And by, you know, you've probably read plenty of books before. And by the end of that book, you're like, gosh, this person really knows what they're talking about. I'm going to go follow them on social media. I'm going to go check out. I'm going to sign up for whatever they offered me at the end of the book, because I want to learn more from them. And a podcast, you know, this day and age, people don't have time to sit down and read books cover to cover. You know, I don't know how many books I have on my nightstand that are started right now, but not finished yet. And that's a really common problem for all of us. But a lot of people love listening to podcasts because you can do it on the go. You can listen a little bit here, a little bit there. And this is why, you know, from a marketing perspective, podcasting can be so effective because it collapses that amount of time that it normally would take someone to go from cold lead ready to buy from you or ready to take the next step, even if it's just signing up for your freebie and getting on your email list. And so that seven hours, someone can spend like that listening to your podcast, whereas it's going to take you a whole lot of 15 second Instagram reels for someone to get to that point. Right. And it's just like, to me, it's a no brainer, but at the same time, your social media can become a very powerful tool for getting people to your podcast. But a lot of people, and I, I, it really breaks my heart when I see this because I know that they're trying and I know that they're doing what they think they should do because they've been told that with a podcast, they can cut up all that content and just like blast it all out on social media. And then that becomes their social media content. 
And yes, you can do that, but that doesn't actually lead your follower anywhere. You have to lead them somewhere. So these honey traps that you're describing is such a genius way to get those cold followers, to have them see what it is that you're sharing. You're giving value in maybe that little 15 second reel or it's entertaining, it's funny. You share a little bit in the caption. You kind of tease that out. You know, it's almost like if you do have a podcast, you have your teaser and then you go into the meat of your episode. And so your social media is kind of like the teaser And then you click the link in my bio, go listen to this week's episode. And then that's the meat. That's where they get the value. And when you get them there, gosh, it just collapses the time that they normally have to spend with you. It's going to accelerate that process. And then as long as you're given that call to action, again, kind of using your episode then as a way to tee up another call to action that you're going to give them. Look, and I just dove, I scratched the surface here in this episode today. Go download my blah, 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 and learn how to do this in detail. And it's just going to keep people taking the next step. So I see a use case for honey traps everywhere in your marketing at each point in the process. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you could use it on social media. You can use these in your podcast. If you don't have a podcast, you can use them in your podcast interviews. If you're not doing podcast interviews, you can use them for any other types of appearances or things that you're doing. And you can use them even in your launches. You know, if you're running a webinar, you're running a challenge, you know, because you're always leading people to the call to action, which ultimately, hopefully, is a sale. It's to buy whatever you're there to help them, to serve to them. So for, you know, this lead attraction, for someone listening, how can they tell if they have an audience problem? Yeah. Okay. So especially when you're first starting out, the only differentiator that you have is you, yourself, your stories, your experience. That's literally the only, because people can buy the same clothes and resell them. People can buy the same widgets that, you know, everything else is a commodity, but you're not. And so you have to start telling the stories. You have to start um, bringing yourself to the forefront. And so my clients would be like, okay, okay, I get a Deidre. Oh, I don't want to do this thing, but I'll do it. I just don't know how. How do I start telling my stories? And that's what actually led me uh, to capture version one. Uh, so what we actually did was, because I was like, okay, this is actually a need. People understand they need to tell their stories, but they just don't know how. I have a little bit of a framework, a way that I tell my stories or how I uh, yeah, tell my stories into teaching. Uh, so let's see if I can actually put a formula and some rules behind it. So we, that was how the first version of Capture came about, which was that we would prompt people through telling their stories. Uh, so it was kind of, we had a user describe it as a combination of Mad Libs and journaling. We'd like, you know, they, they'd have to like answer a bunch of questions and then the, the software would actually take those and convert them into a whole bank of captions and emails for them. So that was the first iteration of Capture. And I was so excited because I'm like, OMG, this is going to help all entrepreneurs. And so I, I was like, this is going to be a game changer. So set up a webinar funnel um, and I was that was going to be my go-to-market strategy, my lead attracting conversion event. And, you know, like the first one did really well and I'm like, yes, we're on to something. Second one, not so well. The third one. And then we just like fell off a cliff and I'm like, what is going on? We have such an amazing product here. Why doesn't anyone want this? And I thought that it was a messaging problem. I was like, okay, we have a messaging problem. Clearly the the hook, the thing that we're trying to get people 
um, to come into our webinar for is just not working. So we hopped on a coaching call and this is why I say everyone needs to have a coach because they see things that you don't. And I was like, this is going to be a five minute conversation. We need to just dial in our messaging. We just need to make this more compelling for people to want to come. And uh, my coach was just like, nope, you, this is, you just have to niche down. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I mean, we're, we're a different business. We don't, <laughs> we don't need to niche down. This is, this is going to help all entrepreneurs. Don't you understand? We're more of a horizontal, you know, it's, it's not, but it's more of a horizontal play. <laughs> and I'm like, and he was like, oh gosh, no. <laughs> anyway, so very quickly, you can probably tell we were like, oh, okay. We, we are, I don't know what, we are in overheads, but it was like that moment and it was really, really hard for us to hear that feedback because sometimes we get so, um, you know, bought like personally attached to what it is that we're doing that it's really hard to separate ourselves from it. And so I'm, I know I'm very coachable. I had an initial resistance. I think as we all do, we all sometimes get a little bit defensive when we first hear that feedback and we're like, no, but then the more that I thought about it, I had to go on like a 90 minute walk, clear my head. And then I was like, we have to do this. Like they're seeing, like he's seeing something that I'm clearly not. I need to, li- and I paid him for a reason, so I have to listen to him. Um, and so we went on this journey of actually niching down, of actually identifying our audience. And so what we ended up doing, uh, which is what leads us to this version of Capture, is I was like, I actually don't want to have to convince anyone that they have to tell their stories about the power of storytelling. Who understands already? how important it is to storytell. I mean, yes, we have authors, we have bloggers, we have, but I was like, but I have a podcast. Like I, I have a podcast and I love podcasting. Well, like podcasters are natural storytellers and it just makes so much sense for me to, to serve the, that group of people. And so that's who we decided to niche down to, which are experts, so coaches, consultants, service providers who podcast. Um, and when we made that decision, Oh my gosh, Courtney, I cannot tell you, like everything changed. The whole, like the whole game changed for us because in our messaging just became so much more potent. Like everything I was putting out, I could talk specifically to their pain points. My, my um, most viewed reels and YouTube videos and things are things that where I'm talking about specifically show notes. Like no one else in the world it cares or even knows about what show notes are except for podcasters. But because it's such a specific pain point that they have, they want to know more about it. They, they click on it. They view it. They, they comment. They engage. They come and join the thing that I'm actually <laughs> putting out there. Um, and so that's why, you know, now I know the power of, you know, whenever we look at our, our funnel, our overall funnel, and there's a bottleneck somewhere, I'm like, a lot of times that's actually not the problem. It's actually the step before that. Look there first. And I can pretty much almost like 99% of the time, I can tell you that if you can really hone in on that step beforehand, everything else in your funnel just falls into place. That last piece about look at where you think it's broken and then look a step before that. That is so valuable for you listening. Pay close attention because if you walk away with nothing else than that from this episode, take that little gold nugget, put it in your pocket and keep it there for the duration of your business, for the life of your business. So what advice would you give to someone who is struggling because they feel like they can help a lot of people, they have the skill set to help a lot of people, their product applies to a lot of people, 
And for them to choose just one person to focus on, they feel like they're missing out on potential business because that product or program can help all these other people. So what advice would you have for them? What should they be thinking about and where should they really start? Yeah, I was actually, funnily enough, I just was literally on a call with a client this morning and uh, they're amazing, two, two men who uh, help other men recover from addiction. Um, and they've, they're also in a similar boat where obviously they can help so many people, right? Like this, it's just, it's amazing what they're doing. Uh, but I was, and, you know, full credit to them, they came to this realization themselves um, where it was like, you need to start with a micro niche first. And I know it's really hard uh, to, you know, to get out of your head with that. But the thing is, it's not forever. If you want rapid growth, you have to niche down and then you start to broaden out because then you start to tap into more and more markets and you can. Um, and that is actually the key to growth. The key to growth isn't actually start from, you know, where we see big businesses, obviously big businesses, yes, don't have to niche down because they've done that work of starting from a niche and building it out. Uh, and But we always look at that as our vision, as our main goal, and we're like, we want to be there now. <laughs> and that's not how it works. That's not how business works. We have to niche down first with the view in mind, with a vision in mind that, yes, we're going to get there, but we're going to get there by actually specifically talking to one set of people and then broadening that out and talking to another set of people. And then we broaden that out and talk to a new set of people and that we just keep doing that until we are at that point where, you know, we can actually speak to everyone, um, but we don't ever start there. That makes so much sense. And I think it's interesting because when we observe influencers online, They've got a lot of followers. Generally, you might look at their Instagram bio and go, wait a second, they're not following this whole guidance about niching and all of these things. Well, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that either because this influencer isn't doing it. But what we often don't even realize is exactly what you just described, is that they got there because they started in a very specific market way back in the day before you ever knew who they were, before you ever knew their name. I guarantee you their bio said something different back then. Yes. <laughs> and that they, over time, have broadened and expanded and broadened and expanded to where now they've amassed the following that they have and that it does serve a variety of people. And it's gotten broader, but it's it, it didn't start that way. It doesn't start broad and go narrow. It starts narrow and goes broad. That is so valuable. Okay, so I'm really curious about your book then because I feel like there's there's so much in there that would be valuable for those who want to kind of follow you down this rabbit hole and say, okay, Deidre, teach me all the things about honey traps because this is this can be really powerful in my business. So how can we get our hands on your new book? It is available on Amazon. Uh, so if you just search Honey Trap Marketing, hopefully that come up. Uh, I haven't actually been promoting it. As I said, this is the first time I've actually mentioned it. So I would love if, I'd love feedback. I'd love um, if you drop, if you do, uh, if you're interested and you get the book and you read it and you um, want to leave a review, please, I would love that. So where else can people go to connect with you and find out more about you and learn from you? Yeah, so I'm on all the social media platforms uh, under Deidre Shen and um, I have my own website, DeidreShen.com, but really if you want to get into Capture, if you're a podcaster and you want your uh, episode title, description, show notes, social media captions, promotional email created for you, like literally, oh, I can't say instantly, like under 10 minutes <laughs> created for you using AI, uh, then come and join our free beta program um, at Capture.com. And I think, Courtney, you have your own link as well that you can you can share. 
Yes, absolutely. We're going to link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you for the work that you do. And thank you for your time to be here today. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Courtney. This has been a blast. Okay, so promise me this. If you learned something new today, I know Deidre would love to hear about it. You can find her on Instagram at Deidre Shin, which is a little tricky to spell, so we have linked it in the show notes for you, along with Deidre's podcast and her book to make it easy to find her, follow her online. If you want to learn more from her, go click that follow button, send her a DM, and let her know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. You know, if you've ever been a guest on a podcast, if someone heard you on a podcast, and reached out to you with a DM, how would that make you feel? Pretty good, right? And that's what I love for our guests who come on the show. So if our guests added value to you today, connect with them, reach out to them, go follow them so you can learn from them. Now, coming up next week on the show, we are talking about why you don't have to work as hard as you think you do in order to have the success you want in your life and in your business. Sounds a little crazy, I know. But... If you started an online business with a dream of becoming your own boss, only to wake up one day and realize, um, excuse me, I am working harder now than ever before. Where is this freedom that entrepreneurship is supposed to be all about? Then chances are you are an overworked entrepreneur who's lacking one of the four key systems needed to build a business that runs on autopilot, not a business that runs you. And in next week's episode, I'm going to show you how to break free from this trap and how to build a fulfilling business that allows you to create the greater impact, income, and influence that you want, but more importantly, to do it on your terms. So join me back here next week because this is for sure an episode that you do not want to miss. And until then, go live your effortless life. As you might've heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop, where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 